Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This guy is a machine. All he does is work out and pick winners. Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski. Oregon's down by 12. They're on a 45-yard line with no timeouts. Oregon's got an all-American field goal kicker. Why didn't somebody tell me? Chicago Sports Betting Show. Touchdown, Ohio State. There are some folks who are celebrating and others who are saying, you've got to be kidding. You kind of know what I'm thinking about. Over or under? Under would be the key word. Hello? Bet with an edge. He'd find out the kind of inside stuff nobody else knew, and that's what he put his money on. He even figured out the different bounce you got off the different kinds of wood they used on college basketball courts, you know? Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski. My friend of mine is very smart, said I've been very lucky with gambling. I've never won. Saturday mornings on 670 The Score and the Radio.com app. Broadcasting live from the Score Hyundai Studios, presented by your local Hyundai dealers. Happy 4th of July weekend. If you have an extended weekend, you're able to spend it with family and friends. Enjoy. Be safe. We've all deserved it. You can hit me up on Twitter, at Joe0670, at Joe0670. Loads of sports betting information coming your way over the next hour here on The Score. Some baseball, soccer, Horses, but now that we're in July, I have the itch. Football, I'm missing you. The Bears report to training camp in just over three weeks. Couple teams, uh, two plus weeks. So let's start there. The old pigskin. We've been going over all the NFL awards this week on BetQL Daily. It airs weekdays 8 to 11 a.m. on 105.9 FM HD2, 105.9 FM HD2, The Bet, or on the Odyssey app. You just search the BetQL network. Make sure you favorite it. Here's myself and co-host Joe Giglio discussing the MVP while starting with the reigning award winner, Aaron Rodgers. Immediate scratch off for me. He's not winning it again. I don't care what he does. They'd have to go... 17 and 0 as opposed to 13 and 3 that they've done over the last couple of seasons it's just not going to happen the question is when attacking this market is pat mahomes going to stay healthy if pat mahomes stays healthy pat mahomes is going to win that's just how it's going to be for the foreseeable future he should be the runaway favorite at plus 450 i was on wgr this morning in buffalo and they're all hyped about josh allen as they should be you can find them at 13 to 1 over at points bet, some other books have it at 10 to 1. 
the, these top names and you know Josh Allen can fit this conversation it begins and ends with quarterbacks stop looking at star running backs receivers even at a big number of 75 you are completely throwing your money in the garbage the last 8 years it's been quarterbacks 13 of the last 14 it's been quarterbacks the exception to the rule Adrian Peterson in 2012 and remember what he had to do now usually you need a buy I wonder if that's still going to be the case, but with that added game, I used to say double-digit wins. You probably have to be, I was going to say 11-6, and six, but I think 12-5 and five or better. This is also a team award. If your team is at just barely in playoff contention, you're out, man. You're out. The narrative will be that you aren't good enough to be with the elite, so you've got to have one of the top two or three best records in your conference. Yeah, and the other thing that we've seen a lot lately is is new winners. And obviously Aaron Rodgers won way back in the day, but there's been a uh, emphasis on this is the new guy. This is the story. This is the year for him. So that's a great point. And, and think back, you mentioned uh, why you have to just eliminate non-quarterbacks. The Adrian Peterson situation, it wasn't just he ran for 2,000 yards, because let's be frank, Derrick Henry can have an Adrian Peterson year. He could do that. Sure. But Derrick Henry's playing alongside Ryan Tannehill, who is in a, he's a good quarterback. He's not an MVP quarterback, but he's a good quarterback. When Peterson did what he did, was was that Christian Ponder quarterback in the uh, the Minnesota Vikings in 2012? That sounds right. Oh, that's bad. Yeah. So, like, listen, <laughs> he carried a bad quarterback to the postseason. Yeah. It would take something historic like that to get him a running back in the conversation. You're right. It's only quarterbacks. Joe, I've got four names written down here. I want to throw them okay. at you. Right. Um, well, let's let's first before we get to my names, you and I uh, recently discussed Justin Herbert. That feels like the the most fun play on the board. Justin Herbert, second year quarterback. I, I wanted to bring him because I know you and I feel similar about him. Second year quarterbacks usually take jumps. He's a new coach uh, in Brandon Staley. They they lost close games last year. Their coach last year was abysmal. The only worry I have here is can they even be the best team in their division? You know the the Chiefs are there. Mahomes is there. Yeah. He's the at best, he's the second best quarterback in his own division. And likely at best, he's the second best team on the second best team in his own division. That worries me when you say MVP, but I think he has a, a breakout season that puts him in this conversation. I also have Herbert written down 22 to 1 over a points bet, uh, doing some shopping around uh, just for the betters out there. Uh, points bet does have the best numbers on MVPs. I'm going to bring up three different names. And in all three situations, uh, points bet had the best number. Available. I feel like it's too trendy, Joe. Everybody's on it. You fell in love with Herbert in the rookie of the year. It's too easy to say, okay, he's going to go from rookie of the year to MVP. But I also have a tough time saying that the Chargers are going to struggle this season. The win total is nine. How are they not going over nine just by subtracting Anthony Lynn from the situation? You've got to imagine that's going to be a massive upgrade. And all the one-score losses that the Chargers have, they could just flip a few of those, how they're going to be viewed this season. Herbert at 22-1, to I just – I know I shouldn't be on it. Everyone's on it, and you're in the Pat Mahomes division. But, hey, maybe that can be used to your advantage. What if you go to Kansas City, or even if it's at home, and you take down Pat Mahomes – and and I'm sure that would be one of the, the big games of the week, so everyone would see it. That could do a lot for his candidacy. It could. And and I think that he could take that big leap. You mentioned taking Anthony Lynn out of there and the wins that should follow. That's that's significant. And it's the story, right? The story plays into this too. The second year quarterback making the leap, the next great quarterback 
it all will play into this. Joe, let me throw one at you. Uh, he came up on the show yesterday when we did NFC West discussion. Russell Wilson, it's a yearly thing. Is this the year Russell Wilson wins his MVP? Started off hot last year and then fell off. He's at 18 to 1. I, I consider Russell Wilson a top five quarterback in the NFL. You get a top five quarterback at 18 to 1 to win the MVP. I'm my my thought is I'm instantly my I'm intrigued, right? My interest is peaked here. The idea they're bringing in the Rams, a coordinator from the Rams tree, from Sean McVay, this this kind of offense boosts quarterbacks' numbers way back in the day with Matt Schaub. I mean, there's been a million quarterbacks that haven't been any good that have had boosted numbers. Jared Goff, who's average, he, he has had big numbers in his career. We saw last year what happened with Aaron Rodgers. He got to play in this philosophy of an offense, and he went from, ah, maybe he's declining to, oh, my goodness, he's the MVP again. Could Russell Wilson see an even bigger boost? Maybe they shock people, win the West. 18 to 1, Russell Wilson. Russ, the winner of the first half MVP every single season. The narrative goes out of control. Chris Collinsworth is talking about it on national TV, and he never wins it in the second half. Is that going to change this year? Let's look at the last six MVPs and their team record. Rodgers, 13 and 3. Lamar Jackson, 14 and 2. Mahomes, 12 and 4. Brady, 13 and 3. Matt Ryan, 11 and 5. Cam, 15 and 1. So, Joe G, I answer your question with a question. Can the Seattle Seahawks go 12 and 5 in that division? If they can, he can absolutely win it. I think they can. I do I think they're going to. No, I would I would say they're going to win less than 12 games, but they could. I mean, I, I think we kind of baseline them in at nine and eight, and then we go from there on on health, on close games, on all those kind of things. And they've been pretty good in close games over the past couple of years. I, I like the 18 to 1 for Russell Wilson. I think there's some value there considering just how great of a quarterback he is. Seventh favorite, it feels like there's value on a guy that is top five quarterback in the league, right? There has to be. Yeah. We talked about the division yesterday. I can't wait to see what the offense looks like. I have no idea what they're going to be from week to week. That defense has to be better from what they showed in the first half, which will help the overall uh, team record. Did you get uh, all your names in there? Uh, I've got two more. One two in the same division, Kyler Murray. Now, look, he's on the fourth team in his own division. That's but it's 20, 22 to one. Yeah. If he stays healthy, Joe, there is, I feel, I see a, a 4,000 yard passing, 1,000 yard rushing season in him. Like that's the kind of upside he has. And if, if you do that, you're in, you're, you're in the MVP discussion the whole way through. Again, with the record, um, we just went over that. He has the same odds as Herbert. So that, that's my problem. Cause 100 times out of 100, I'm going to say I'll bet on Herbert instead of Kyler. And it's because of his coach. That's part of the problem. That's why I just can't go there with Kyler. The win total is eight. Can they get 11, 12? If they do, that would be shocking the world. If they finish in first or second place in the best division, that's going to put people on notice and he'll start to get some support. Got to stay healthy. Let me give you my last name. Then you can laugh at me and we can move on to your names. Okay? Oh, I've got some silly names. Oh, believe well, me. So you mentioned earlier that you can get the best numbers, or at least in most cases, at points bet. Well, if you shop around, there is a significant gap in one quarterback, one I'm very familiar with, Jalen Hurts, okay? Now, obviously, there's a lot of work to do. Chris Sims, I don't even think he's a top 40 quarterback in the league. That, that's Chris Sims. Wait, he, did, he said that. He didn't put him on his list. Top 40 top is Keller. He has Kellen Mond on the list. Wait, was that in the offseason or in the middle of last just, year? Just recently. He's kind of been going through it on his podcast. And then he oh, I didn't a, see that. Yeah, okay. he actually came on uh, WIP with, with Howard Eskin uh, on Saturday, a long-time WIP uh, yeah. host. And he said that he misses throws a, a senior quarterback in high school can't miss. So he ripped Jalen Hurts. What did Howard have to say to that? Oh, it was, it was great. <laughs> the audio is incredible. But yeah. here, here's what I say. So basically, here's the number quickly. 
Points bet 50 to 1 on Jalen Hurts. If mm-hmm. you shop around, you could find it 75 to 1 on Jalen Hurts. It, a starting quarterback in the NFL, 75 to 1, I'm already interested, okay? And here's a couple things with Jalen Hurts. He's a dual threat. If you look at his yards per game rushing last year when he came in and started in December, if he keeps that up, he will run for 1,000 yards this year. He's going to raise the floor of that offense. I think there's upside here to him, Joe, and I wouldn't be surprised if he runs for 1,000 yards and they're in contention. Are they going to win 12 games? No. And if that's your baseline, as you that's said, I have a problem. That, that's my issue with it. But yeah. th- there could be a, a moment here in, in the season where you're like, man, they're in this thing and he's running for this many yards and scoring this many touchdowns. I- I'll end it with this. There is a Lamar Jackson light element to his game okay. when Baltimore switched from Flacco to Hurts. That's what I see in him. I mean, remember where we were at the end of the 2018 season going into Lamar's MVP season. Can't complete a pass, can't mm-hmm. throw. End of last season, people are saying the same thing. Still did enough to win the MVP. Right. So how much do you trust the offense of the Eagles? It's brand new. You're kind of going in blind. You're not sure what's going to happen. I get your case. Because I, I saw the, uh, was it three starts? He, he played complete games. And you look at those numbers in those three games, phenomenal numbers. I mean, 400 yards offense against yeah. top 10 defenses. It was yeah. it was crazy. It right, was, who you got? Who's yours? All right. Um, Niners are going to be really good. Win totals 10 and a half. Jimmy? If Kyle Shanahan, does he have that kind of magic touch? Can he do that? Where we're just looking at a Niners team that collects 13, maybe 14 and three on the season. Everything works. And then you're kind of looking around like, I guess the quarterback has to be a candidate. Can Jimmy G do it? What if they run away with the NFC West? Listen, this would be a big moment for my mediocre middle of the pack quarterbacks with <laughs> OK talent. Jimmy, Kirk Cousins. I love these guys. Jared Goff. You get Jimmy an MVP. I, I will run with this forever. I love big numbers. Uh, Jimmy G, 100 to 1 at points bet. Okay. You hate the Washington football team. I don't know why you hate the Washington football team. It's because they no, won the division last year. You can't be going fits on me. <laughs> 150 to 1. It's right. And 50 to one. I just need a couple bucks. Come on now. That's a Listen, big I know, number. I know, I know our rule is no quarterbacks, but if, if I'm going Washington, I'll go. I'll go. Um, oh, no defensive players. Yeah. Chase Young to have like 25 yeah. sacks. He could win yeah. the whole thing. Yeah. No, I, I don't think he has a real shot, but I'm just trying to think of teams that have a high ceiling. 11, 12 wins where you don't expect it. Win total is around eight or nine. Uh, the win total for the Niners, obviously much higher, but Football team's win total is sitting at eight, and they have a higher ceiling. The Chargers' win total is sitting at nine. I think they have a higher ceiling. And uh, the Niners, that that would shock some people. Maybe uh, Lance doesn't play at all this season because they just keep on winning. Well, it would kind of be the uh, the Matt Ryan MVP. Now, Matt Ryan's a better quarterback than Jimmy right. G, but on the Kyle Shanahan offense. And then you know what I could see happening? If Jimmy G has that kind of year, you know they will trade him at peak value and play Lance the next year. And, and yeah. Shanahan will have no qualms about it. Are there any names that we're missing? I, I threw a lot of long shots. We're both thin on Herbert. You you threw out another one in Hertz, which actually makes a lot of sense. I know some people early in the offseason got Hertz at 100 to 1. That's a big number. Yeah. Um, look, I, I have to bring him up because we have to, so I can say no and I can advise everyone against it. There are going to be people out there who say Carson Wentz in Indianapolis is set up, right? I mean, he's got a loaded team, a coach he's familiar with. He had, mm-hmm. he has played at that level for one very brief period of 11 games four years ago, but he has. Joe, I would stay away. I, I think he is just not the quarterback he used to be physically, and I don't trust him mentally, but 
he, he's set up for success. If he can just do the job, they should win games. What about Baker or Matt Ryan? The Baker one's interesting. The, the win, they, they could go to that win total that you were discussing. Exactly. He's playing for a contract, which I, I think you will get in shape Baker. You get focused Baker. He's got a loaded team around him to take some pressure off Baker. I do like that one. I, and I'm a big Stefanski guy as a coordinator and coach. There'll be some regression with that team. I, I wonder if the, uh, the conversation around the Browns offense, it's Stefanski, offensive line, run game overall. And then once we get to Baker, it's like the third or fourth thing that is actually mentioned. I wonder if he would get us enough support, even with a phenomenal record. You know who we didn't mention? Dak. I worry yeah. about off the injury, but man, this, the season he was putting together last year before the injury, if he comes out and he's throwing for uh, the equivalent of 5,500 yards, Dak's going to be in the conversation too. You know what I did? I just kind of skipped over the NFC East. Unless I'm getting a big number and you're not with Dak right now at 16 to 1. My thing is people expect him to be the quarterback he was when he went out, and I think that might take some time. This is Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski at 670 The Score. A look at the NFL MVP odds on BetQL Daily. Relax. I said Ryan Fitzpatrick won't be the MVP, I think. Pretty sure. I love the triple digits. What can I say? If you have been betting on the NFL Coach of the Year, you're missing out. I'm telling you. Some early ideas on the COY this week from BetQL Daily. I love handicapping this market, and we did a good job last year. I was on Stefanski and Flores, so, I mean, both of them were about in that 25-1 to 1 range, and it seemed like one of them was going to win throughout much of the season. Rivera got a little buzz later on in the year, but uh, not enough. Not enough victories on the year for him. Take a listen to this, because I, I want to share this with the audience. Make, make sure they get all of this, because this is important. Not necessarily saying that we're going to hand you a winner here, but there is a process to this. What the voters are looking for in the coach of the year market. So win totals matter. They do. They do. Uh, 2020 Cleveland Browns. The win total was eight and a half. Stefanski goes 11 and five in his first year. So that's two and a half wins higher than the win total. Usually a bigger gap, but with that, it's narrative. You had the Brown story. Browns had 11 wins. They might have a really good team. They're in the playoffs. That overtook everything. Stefanski deserved it. He gets the award. 2019, Harbaugh, John Harbaugh has a win total of eight and a half with Baltimore. They go 14 and two above expectation, five and a half games better. 2018, Bears, Matt Nagy's first year, win total six and a half. They go 12 and four. Five and a half wins again. 2017, McVay's win total is six. They go 11 and five. Five wins better than the win total. You believe Jason Garrett won it in 2016? He did. He, he, he performed better than expected. They went 13 and three. Win total was high. It was at nine and a half. But Cowboys go 13 and three. Narrative takes control. Uh, Rivera, when uh, Carolina went 15 and one, their win total was eight and a half. So my suggestion here, and uh, tell me if you think I'm off base. The teams that have double-digit win totals, all of them, high expectations to start the season, should be in the playoffs. I throw all of them out. All of them. KC, Tampa Bay, Green Bay, Baltimore, LA Rams, Buffalo, Seattle, San Francisco, Indianapolis, and Cleveland, all with double-digit win totals. There are 10 of them. Uh, do you agree with me on throwing those out? 
I do, unless you think a special season is coming, right? Patrick mm-hmm. Mahomes recently talked about going 17 and 0. That that's the one thing that could trump this right. is if an Andy Reid, let's just use him with Mahomes, they go 16 and 1 or 17 and 0, and they just blitz the NFL and like, cool, someone won 11 games, they're supposed to win seven. Andy Reid won 17. He's going to win Coach of the Year. But generally, I agree with you, I and mean, this has been the theme, and it's probably to continue. So when when you kind of look through this. I have a few names here that, that kind of start to fit the bill of, of who this could be. Joe, let me let me throw one at you just to start us off. Uh, and I think the narrative and the story and who gets the credit for it matter. I don't particularly think this team's going to be great, but they're in a division where someone has to jump up. Someone has to stand out. Their defense was good last year. If their quarterback takes even a decent leap, they, sh- they could win this division and probably should. If the New York Giants win the NFC East, and get to double-digit wins. Joe Judge, who got a lot of credit last year for kind of getting that franchise back to, I guess, respectability. They've been bad for so long. Joe Judge is, is 20 to 1. Joe, I could see Joe Judge winning the NFL Coach of the Year if the Giants get to 10 or 11 wins. Now, do I think they're going to get there? No, because I think Daniel Jones thinks. But I, I do think that there's a story brewing where he's going to get the credit. If the Giants are good, Joe Judge gets the credit. How many wins is it going to take in a 17-game season? The examples that we gave, Stefanski, 11, Harbaugh, 14. We've seen 12, 13, of course, 15 with Rivera. In 17 games, isn't the minimum 12 wins? 11 came to my mind, but 11 or 12. Could the Giants get to 11 or 12? 11 Probably and not. 6? I yeah. don't know that 11 and 6 is enough. And I would think the Giants can't get – I mean, the Giants are getting to 12 wins. I, I don't think they're getting to 10 wins, but they can't – I'd be shocked if they got to 12. I but Judge fits that bill. Yeah, I'm not sure that an NFC East team can get to 12 wins, but I think you're hitting the sweet spot here because uh, the Giants' win total is seven. Also at seven, two other options. You have your Eagles, Sirianni, and we have Arthur Smith with Atlanta. Win total seven for the Giants, Eagles, and Falcons. What do you think of those three? So the Sirianni and Smith, that they were as you went through the last five years or so, both you know what those guys fit? They fit the Matt Nagy bill. Six and a half, seven wins. McVay. McVay, right? The first year head coach. I think the Arthur Smith one, there's some cachet already. We we know who he is. He's mm-hmm. come from a team that's been in the playoffs. He got a lot of credit for Tannehill. Maybe he revives Matt Ryan one more time. The Sirianni one would be a shift. Wouldn't it be a shift for the voters? Because like McVeigh came from nowhere to wow, he's this the the whiz kid. I mean, everyone thinks Nick Sirianni is a camp counselor who doesn't know what he's doing. Like he just comes <laughs> off as a goofball. But, but if they win, if they win, that's all that matters. Yeah. Right? And in the NFC East, we know it could be a jump. Anyone could you know have a, a year out of nowhere. Um, the Smith one is interesting because I I do think there's pieces in Atlanta that one of these years they're going to win games. Like one, one of these years they're going to have one of those seasons where we say, wow, Falcons won 11 games, and I do think he'll do good with the offense. Smith's interesting. This is nuts. This is kind of nuts because of his perception right now. Burrow returns. Six and a half win total. Can Zach Taylor be the coach of the year? Mike, no. No? I don't think so. I, I just, do you think they're going to be good enough in that division with the, with the Browns and the Ravens? I don't think so, but I don't believe they'll finish in last place because of the Pittsburgh Steelers. <laughs> let me give, <laughs> now Taylor's interesting, uh, yeah. especially at the number 40 to one. Let me give you a name that I, this would be another narrative shift because I feel like there's been a narrative of this is not going to work. It's going to blow up and, and some stuff off the field that people haven't liked. Okay. We, we did a division run through the last couple weeks. We talked about all these different divisions and the one division that we agreed, any, any combination of things could happen. We, we thought 
this division could be one of them. What about Urban Meyer at 25 to one? They won one game last year. Okay, so you're talking about the jump, the five or six win jump. I don't think they're getting to double digits. This would have to be a unique one. But if there isn't someone that does fit the bill that you talked about earlier, what if Urban Meyer gets the Jaguars to nine wins or eight wins and they win the division and they host a playoff game with Trevor Lawrence? Hosting a playoff game with Trevor Lawrence, all those changing pieces. Tim Tebow Uh, as the third tight end. (laughs) The quarterback of the future in this league. Yeah. That could make some sense. The example you gave was a, a win total jump of three because uh, the win total is six right now. Right. Three. So th- I mean, they won one game last year, right? Yeah. It's not the over-under. It's just can, the, the jump of one win to whatever. Can you get in at 10 and seven? The Jaguars won one game last year? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. that, but people will look at that jump. I mean, you're right. It's, it's expectation versus reality. You know, the reality was they won one expectations that win six and a half and they were trying to lose they were trying to lose and, yeah. and that's part of why i think this is a sneaky decent pick i mean i i don't think the jaguars talent base especially on offense is as bad as their record last year i mean you're right they tried they played jake luton in december i mean that was as, as big of a tank as you're going to find in the nfl the urban one's interesting so like i mentioned where i'm looking at is win totals between six and a half starting with zach taylor and i'm looking at nine but I don't think the ones at nine are going to win. Flores was right there last year, but now the expectation is you should probably make the playoffs. Like that was a big jump that your team made last year. Let's see you do it again. So they'd have to win maybe 13 games for Flores to get it. And I don't see it out of that team. Tomlin, I just don't believe in the team. So I'm not going to bet on them with the win total of nine. Staley is the runaway favorite everywhere you look. He's 13 to one. Uh, Maybe the Chargers. If you win the AFC West with a rookie head coach, that means it was a phenomenal season. And yeah, I could see him winning it, but I'm not going to bet on him since he's the favorite right now. Eight and a half Minnesota there. Zimmer. No, not betting on him. What about Ron Rivera? I hate to bring it back to Washington all the time, but the, the win totals eight. He get, there was some buzz last year on him winning it. Can't, oh, you've cancer. They, they bring that up, and the media loves to write about stuff like that. He would be a three-time winner if he were to get it. Which would be incredible, a pretty incredible feat for his career. How about the other guy in the NFCs? What, what if the Cowboys put it together and win 12 games? Absolutely. And just Absolutely. Blow, blow the field away in the NFC. I mean, they're the one team, I think, with the ceiling if they do put it together. Could they beat the Eagles twice and the Giants twice and Washington once or twice? They could. Yeah. So I was looking at the nine and a half win totals and I was considering tossing them like I did the double digit win totals, but I'm not going to because with Julio, what if Tennessee has a big season? Uh, what about Sean Payton without a quarterback? What if the, what if they get double digit wins? He could oh, be the coach of the yeah. year. That would be the narrative. I bet on those every season, Coach of the Year and the MVP. Early odds with Joe Ostrowski on 670, the score. That discussion on two of the bigger NFL awards on my weekday show, BetQL Daily, found on 105.9 FM HD2, 105.9 FM HD2, the bet, and the Odyssey app. Just search the BetQL network 8 to 11 a.m. or find the BetQL Daily podcast. Let's flip from football to baseball and soccer. There are some bettable long shots in MLB. I'll hit that next. Early odds with Joe O on 670 The Score and the Odyssey app. The 
the score listener line open 24 7 365 and powered by betql bet smarter and beat the books download the betql app today or visit betql.com this is early odds with joe ostrowski saturday mornings Eight to nine on six seventy. The score. We've got an angle on a Euros future coming up in a few moments. But let's get to Major League Baseball. For a while there, it looked like most of the awards were close to being decided. But as a baseball fan, you know better than that. There's so much baseball left, and suddenly the National League MVP and American League Cy Young wide open races as we near the All Star break. That's where we started the conversation with the Action Network Sean Zarillo on BetQL Daily. Check it out. The AL Cy Young with uh, Garrett Cole's uh, lack of effectiveness in June. It appears that's opened up. And the same thing with the NL MVP. Which one is more wide open, AL Cy Young or NL MVP? Oh, that's a really good question. I'm going to say NL MVP just because you have DeGrom in there kind of mixing things up. There's only been three pitchers in the past 31 years, so the past 62 MVPs, only three pitchers have won the award. What I'm going to mention a lot is wins above replacement. Uh, Why that's important, 20 of the past 22 MVP winners and nine of the past 10 Cy Young winners all finished in the top three in their respective leagues and wins above replacement. So that's a number that I generally look to at preseason projections. It's a number I look to at updated projections within seasons. Right now in the NL, DeGrom has 4.4 wins above replacement. Tatis is at 3.9. Acuna is at 3.7. And then everybody else is under 3.5. I think there is a pretty clear top three just based on those numbers. But if you look at projections going forward and where guys are expected to finish up at the end of the year, Acuna is actually outpacing Tatis because Tatis has some problems on the defensive end. He's minus five in defensive run saves. That's 30 at the shortstop. Acuna kind of plays a wash at defensive outfield. But he's a fantastic hitter. He projects as a better hitter going forward than Tatis, surprisingly. So I do think that there might be value on Acuna a little bit at plus 450. But if you're going further down the board in the NL, I still like Max Muncy at 100-1. to We talked about him last time. He's still at 3.2 wins above replacement. He's accumulating the most stats and the most playing time in that Dodgers lineup. Then Trey Turner, if the Nationals can get back into this, Trey Turner at 50-1, to considering he's been the more effective guy between him and Soto, because Soto's had some problems in the defensive outfield as well. Trey Turner at 50 to 1, I don't think is a terrible stab, but at that price range, I'd probably prefer Muncy, who's, I mentioned, tied up with him in terms of war right now. Sean, when the AL is now moved, it's Otani is, is now in, in the minus money. You get plus money on Vladimir Guerrero Jr. It, how much do you think the narrative is going to play into this? You mentioned wins above replacement. Otani likely will lead there because he's doing it on both sides, assuming he does it well all season long on the pitching and the hitting side. But, but how much do you think it's going to play in that, man, he's doing something no one's ever done before, especially if both of these two leaders, co-leaders, Guerrero Jr. and Otani, both miss the playoffs. So that kind of, that narrative's thrown out the window. 100%. Yeah, I, I think the narrative is absolutely already built in for Otani. You've seen so many people around the baseball world just calling him the best baseball player on the planet right now, considering he plays on the same team as Mike Trout. I think that's quite the accomplishment to have already achieved. So I think the narrative is already built in. People are already recognizing the talent that Otani is. And I think if everything is close at the end of the year and his only other viable competition is a guy who also hasn't made the playoffs, I certainly think he'll get the nod. If you look at his combined pitching and hitting wins above replacement right now, he's at 4.7. Vlad is just at 4.7 on the hitting side. 
So they're knotted up, but Marcus Semien is one of the only other players who has a teammate who's in the top five. And so Vlad, Semien, maybe some votes getting taken away there. If you're looking for a longer shot, though, I think there's a couple of guys who interest me. I've mentioned Jose Ramirez a few times this season. Going forward, he's projected to finish fourth in AL in terms of wins above replacement at this point. So 50-1, to I still think there's value on there in Ramirez like there has been for a little bit. But Carlos Correa is 60-1. to He's projected to finish second in wins above replacement behind Vlad. He's the only guy in a first-place team amongst these top candidates. I should mention Xander Bogarts as well, also on a first-place team, projected to finish third. He's got Raphael Devers potentially splitting some votes with him. But Correa, Bogarts, the two shortstops, 60-1, to 40-1. I think there's value on both of those guys if you're just willing to throw a little sprinkle down on some long shots at this point. What about the American League Cy Young? Uh, Garrett Cole coming off a terrible June for Garrett Cole standards, and he's still the favorite at every shop. You can find him at points bet at minus 175, second favorite Rodon, third favorite Lance Lynn. Is it worth taking some shots in the, the AL Cy Young race? I think so, because the top two candidates right now, you mentioned Cole, allowed nine homers in June. Normally, you see a pitcher eight walks, 32 strikeouts, and 31 innings, you're like, sure, he's, he's fine. But for Garrett Cole, that strikeout rate is down about a third, a half from where it was previously. You go back to his, his strikeouts in April, and I believe he had 60-something strikeouts in 35 innings. So that strikeout rate is down substantially. Carlos Rodon, love the way he's pitching, should probably be the favorite at this point, just based upon wins of replacement and the optics of the way things are trending. But he has a pretty notable injury history. So is he going to hold up for another three months? That remains to be seen. Certainly hope he does, uh, based on you know the story he's created for himself. But again, looking a bit further down the list at two long shots, you know the, the gap in terms of wins of replacement in the Cy Young race is nowhere near what it is in terms of the MVP race, where there's you know, almost the full win between Otani, Vlad, and guys like Correa and Bogart. You have all these at 2.8. Uh, Sean Manaya, I believe, is at 2.7 or 2.8. Rodon is at 2.9. They're all right within range of each other. And while Rodon is plus 300 for the AL Cy Young, Eovaldi is 60 to 1. Manaya is 80 to 1. Those guys project to finish fourth and sixth, respectively, in AL pitching war at the end of the year. Rodon is actually projected to finish first or second at this point, depending on how much you project out for Cole. So I, I think the Cy Young race in the AL is pretty tight. And I do think there's some guys at big prices in Eovaldi and Manaya, both of whom are pitching today, by the way, who offer value. So if you're interested in those, might want to get them in before their starts today. Uh, well, Sean, where is their value elsewhere in the futures market? Division, uh, league, World Series, wherever you want to go. Yeah, so the one team who I think has shown World Series value all year, and there's still a 20-to-1 out there on them, is the Milwaukee Brewers. They're starting to clear off a little bit of a lead in the NL race, NL Central race. Uh, projections out there for, right now for them to win the World Series between 55 to 6.5%. They should be about plus 1,400 to plus 1,800 to win the World Series. I mentioned you can get a 20-to-1 out there. There's not a ton of value around the market in terms of World Series futures. Everything is kind of tightened. You know, Milwaukee was one of my teams in the preseason, and then the Houston Astros as well. Projections right now, 14% to 18%. They should be around plus 450 to plus 650. You can get them at 7 to 1 right now. So I have 30 to 1 on Houston. I have 75 on Milwaukee. I still think, you know, in season now, given what they've done to this point, down to 7 to 1 on Houston and down to 21 on Milwaukee still offers value. If you're looking at a divisional bet, the Padres potentially, especially with this Bauer situation going on with the Dodgers, you can get the Padres as high as plus. I think it's around plus 300, plus 350. 
You can project them as close to plus 245 to win the division right now, up close to 29%. So I think there might be slight value on the Padres to take the, down the NL West at this point. And then the AL Central as well. Cleveland's kind of been getting underrated all year. You've seen all the injuries that have started to pile up for the White Sox. I have some 10-1 to on Cleveland from before the season. They've had a bunch of injuries themselves. Should have Frambo Reyes coming back soon. Who knows what the timeline is for Shane Bieber, but plus 400 on Cleveland. I think they should be closer to plus 250, plus 225. So I, I would be interested in taking a small shot on those two divisional long shots. Yep, awesome info from Sean Zarillo at the Action Network on BetQL Daily with myself and co-host Joe Giglio. That's weekdays 8 to 11 a.m. on the Odyssey app, 105.9 FM, HD2, The Bet. Sean's teammate, Michael Leboff, believes there's still some value in the futures market in soccer. Yeah, the Euros. We're already at the quarterfinals, but there's still value? Got two more matches today. Here's a couple minutes of Leboff on BetQL Daily. So, Michael, we've been uh, talking about the Euros over the last couple of weeks, and uh, you've been throwing out just some big prices, grabbing big numbers, and root for some chaos. Well, you got your chaos in the round of 16. How are you sitting with futures? Well, I'm, I'm sitting pretty good, right? I have um, the Czech Republic and Denmark both. At, I have uh, Czech, the Czechs uh, like 115 to 1. And Denmark, uh, I got a 40 to 1 as they were uh, about to beat uh, Russia. So I'm, I'm, I'm really happy with that, how that's settled. And, uh, but those are my only two. So it's all my eggs are in that basket. So I'll, I'll be rooting for more chaos in the other games too. But I mean, it's just it's these, these tournaments because they only come around once every four years, people just forget how much fun they are. You know, you think soccer is not like, it's not a high event game. It's not that much fun to bet, but when it's game after game and tournament soccer is just so much fun, especially when it gets to the knockout stages and, everyone just throws everything out the window when, when it's two one and like the 83rd minute, it's just, it's a lot of chaos. And that, that makes for a lot of fun betting. And you can really find if you bet against the grain a little bit and, and are, have like a little bit of an appetite for risk, like you can have a great time and make some money. And uh, the ride is a lot of fun. And all of a sudden you're, you know, on, on eBay looking for uh, Czech Republic soccer jerseys. Well, considering the two uh, countries you mentioned are now 25 to 1 and 9 to 1, respectively, you, you've got some pretty good tickets there. Based on what we're looking at right now, based on the odds right now, wh- where do you think the value lies, Michael? I mean, you have England, Spain, Italy, Belgium, Denmark, all uh, 9 to 1 or better to win this thing. And then, you know, Swiss, Czech, uh, Ukraine, below that at 25, 25, 33 to 1. W- when you look at what's left and the odds currently, where's the value here? The Ukraine at thirty-three to one to me is is fine, and it's not going to win. But like, they could beat England. It's a one one game of soccer. Soccer's to- totally random, and at that point, then you're dealing with Denmark or the Czech Republic. So it's like, if if you want to go that route, like if you if you are still looking for the long shot, I think the Ukraine at thirty-three to one is at least interesting. Uh, you might be able to roll over and, and get a better number, but instead, you know, I don't know about taking that risk. Instead, I would just. Uh, you know, the 33 to one, if you, if you don't have a, a ticket and you just want to jump back in on the ride, get back online, why not? Like the, all, you're just asking them basically to beat England. And then all of a sudden you have to win two more games and one of them will be against one of the other four long shots. So to have a chance at, at, at a decent number. So, and I think 33 to one in a eight, now an 18 tournament is, is interesting. Michael Leboff from the Action Network on BetQL Daily. This is Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski. Find me on Twitter, at Joe0670, at Joe0670. 
I try to get back to anyone with feedback or questions there. Always available on Twitter. Again, at your 0670. Jim Miller handicaps the horses with the best of them. He's next. Early odds, Saturdays, 8 to 9 a.m. on 670 The Score and the Odyssey app. This is Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com, Chicago Sports Station. Got early odds with you, Joe Ostrowski here, Sports Radio 670 The Score broadcasting from the Score Hyundai Studios, presented by your local Hyundai dealers. Early odds every Saturday, 8 to 9 a.m. right here on The Score and the Odyssey app. And every single Saturday, we check in with Jim Miller at Hawthorne Racecourse, at Hawthorne Jim on Twitter. Jim, I feel like this has been the theme for a while, and it's a good thing that it's been the theme. Early July, we're not used to this, but there is so much sports going on. We Usually, we're worried about the MLB All-Star break coming up and just this lull, dog days a bit. But no, no, no. We've got a full card of Major League Baseball every day. NBA playoffs are still rolling. We're waiting uh, to figure out the NBA finals. Stanley Cup finals going on. Some people are in on the Euros. Others are betting Wibbledon every single day. It's crazy, Joe. And, and I flip it on. I'll flip on the sports app. I looked. I could have watched like 16 Wimbledon matches live at any time today. And then you get that full slate of baseball. And what I love now is teams, I think, are being smart with scheduling. You're getting your share of afternoon baseball games, then early evening, then late. They've almost scheduled MLB games kind of like what they do for an NFL Sunday now, where you could almost watch three full games in a day. And I think that's really smart. And then, like you said, the NBA playoffs have been fantastic. You're still in the Stanley Cup Finals. There is, there's a lot going on. And to be able to bet on it is just like the greatest thing in the world. Wait, wait. You're telling me Major League Baseball got something right? No, I, th- I think you're right. It's something I've been preaching. It seemed this week when I was preparing for BetQL Daily, looking at the day's games, we always had like five afternoon games. And it's smart because that's yeah. the thing. If you want to expose people, and expose the fan base to maybe a team that you don't normally see, throw a West Coast team in an afternoon game. Put an East Coast team starting at noon central, something like that, where you can watch that game, you can watch the whole game, get to know the players. And you and I were talking before this about who could be MLB MVP candidates, who could be Cy Young candidates. Oftentimes those players on the West Coast get overlooked a little bit because the East Coast never gets to see them. I think this is the smart thing to do. And from a betting aspect, it has to help the sport as a whole. It has to help the teams as a whole. And it really just the exposure is something that I think they've finally done right. Let's give the early odds listeners multiple ways to get some free money from points bet. Uh, They've been tweeting at me all week. So I believe it's still going on here. Uh, The share a bet promo. I know it started about a week ago. We talked about it on the show. Use the uh, share a bet feature to post your bet on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram, and you tag at PointsBetUSA and you receive $10 in free bets into your account. I did that over the course of the week, and I already see it in there. It, like you said, Joe, it's free money, and that's the thing. All it is is posting any bet. It could be the most outlandish wager that you want, but go ahead and post it and post it on any of those social media sites and then you're going to get that $10 credit. You never know what that $10 credit can turn into. We've seen people putting five, six, seven, ten 10-game parlays together, these Mm in-game parlays together, and cashing big. So you might as well do it if you're going to play anyway. It was to the first 5,000 customers in Illinois, so it's not like it's a limited amount of money they're giving away. PointsBet's giving away a good amount of money here, and again, 
it's easy. Just tag a points by USA on any of those social media apps. and You're going to get your 10 bucks in your account really quickly. Found money. Take a shot. I like that plan of attack. And there are some other ways to get free money. What's going on with the uh, NBA single game parlays? Well, and here's the cool thing. Like in the first round, points bet offered the no juice for the NBA in the first round matchups. And, and you wanted to jump on that because it made for the best odds from anyone out there. And I like single game parlays. I, I really enjoy watching them. I kind of, I, I like just the strategy that goes into it. But if you play a third round NBA single game parlay, you can play up to a $25 single game parlay. And your first one's going to be risk-free. You need to just play a three leg single game parlay on an NBA third round matchup. Again, go up to 25 bucks. If you don't hit it, that 25 is going to be right back into your account. So why not go out there, take that opportunity, maybe find a couple of players that are going to go over for points. Maybe find a team that you like one end of the money line. You do that, you hit that. It's great. You're going to cash. If not, you're getting that 25 bucks back. So again, free money, go ahead and make that play. And it's through the entire third round of the NBA. I also enjoy the strategy involved with single game parlays. Did you ever think it would be something that would be featured at sports books? This is always something over the years. You know, you've been betting in this yep. racket for a long time. Always been frowned upon, not allowed to do it. You can't parlay props because anything that correlates, oh, the books don't want any sort of action on that. But now these sports books like points bet feature the single game parlays. And hey, you can play out a scenario in your head. This is how I think the game's going to go. And if it goes this way, this team's going to win. These players are going to perform well and it's easy to figure out. Right. Well, and that's the thing about it. Like you said, I mean, we used to go to Vegas and you'd go to a sports book in Vegas and your parlay could be say three NFL teams having to win games. Now to keep it within a single game, you can look at matchups within a game. You can look at somebody who you think is going to go off or somebody that could have, have a little bit of a rough game too. But to keep it all within a game, say you're sitting there and you really want to focus on what's going on on that one TV in front of you. You don't want to have to flip back and forth between three different games. That's the way to play it. So you go out there with the single game parlay. And I think all these books were very smart. They saw that there was an opportunity to jump into. You saw that it wasn't going to change really the outcome or performance of players. They're playing just as hard anyway. But I like that it's something that you can really focus on, that you can wager on. And I really think the odds Really, you see the different boosts. You see these risk-free bets and that. I think that's where you can kind of get those big caches, and it's something that I truly enjoy. Jim, before we get to the horses for this week, uh, why don't you remind our listeners about the points bet locations in the area? And this is the important thing, Joe, because it's in-person sign-up now for points bets. You can register yeah. online, but you have to go to a site to get that account activated. So we do have three sites here up in northern Illinois. You have Hawthorne Racecourse, which is our main site. If you're in the northern suburbs, you go to our Prospect Heights OTB location. If you're in the south suburbs, you go to our Crestbook Sportsbook. And that's an awesome location to sit there and watch anything throughout the course of the afternoon. You can bet on sports. You can bet on horses at any of those locations. And sign up is very quick and easy to do. And what about a winner or two for the people with the horses? We're staying at the home track Saturday night at Hawthorne. We're racing all weekend long here, Joe, and we got three horses that I like a lot on Saturday. We'll start in race four, bet the eight horse Maggie Reed to win. This is a horse that loves this Hawthorne strip. Then go to race number seven, bet the five, rain and shine across the board. The horse should be flying late. And then in race nine, bet the two, Helen's girl across the board. This is one that won three straight last year and could get hot once again. Jim Miller from Hawthorne Racecourse. Jim, let's talk next week. And uh, no plunking Josh Donaldson, all right? Yeah, we'll try to keep away from them. <laughs> Have a happy fourth, Joe, and enjoy some travel baseball. 
Always appreciate it, Jim. Hopefully uh, we have a lot of baseball this weekend at our tournament. We touched them all on this holiday weekend. Horses there with Jim, Euros, Major League Baseball Awards, and our first dive into the NFL this offseason. Much more of that on the way. Enjoy the remainder of your 4th of July weekend. If you missed any of this week's early odds, use the Rewind feature on the Odyssey app or simply subscribe slash listen to the Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski podcast. Best of luck with your weekend's bets. Catch me during the week on BetQL Daily weekdays 8 to 11 a.m. on the Odyssey app under the BetQL network or on 105.9 FM HD2, 105.9 FM HD2, the bet. Of course, there's always the BetQL Daily Pod as well. Inside the clubhouse with Bruce Levine and David Haw is next. Cash tons of tickets and keep it locked here on 670 The Score. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.